0: Whether it's palm trees or plumerias, nothing says Florida paradise like tropical plants and trees. Unfortunately, nothing says paradise lost like seeing those beautiful blooms wither. WTDN welcomes you to Janae's Tropicals, the program that helps you get your green thumb back for good. You can find Janae's Tropicals online at tropicalfruit.com. And now your host for Janae's Tropicals, here's Janae.
1: Good morning. Happy Saturday. This is Janae with Janae's Tropicals. You know what? Beautiful day out. Come see me. You can find me at 6831 Central Avenue in St. Petersburg. Uh, We're right before Treasure Island Beach. Make us a destination. You can also find me at tropicalfruit.com. And um, Facebook at Janae's Tropical. So there's so many fun ways to um, find us. So, oh, yes, you are listening to Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Love you guys. They are just wonderful um, and such a blessing, the radio station. Love you guys. So, um, you know what? I always mention this because it's true. There are so many fun things you can grow in Florida. It's like a tropical and subtropical wonderland. Um, I always concentrate on the fruit trees. But you know what? If you you pay me a visit, there are just so many other things here. Um, Lots of fun um, uh, flowering plants. We have a huge selection of bougainvillea. Um, and I have to laugh with Bougainvillea. Some people say Bougainvillea, Bougainvillea. Just call them bogies. Bogeys are good. I'll know what you're talking about. They come in such an array of colors, um, all different types of hibiscus, a butylon, just so many fun things that you can grow here. And um, you know what? We're, we're in the heat of the summer, so think about planting uh, tropical plants during the summer months. Yeah, it's hot and it's humid, just like a jungle-type climate. And I can bet you, if you come in here, wear something cool. Put on some shorts, a tank top. I can hose you down because it's pretty hot out there. However, we have fun. You know, the heat, I'm just used to it. When I come into work, I don't even think about it. It's just how it is this time of the year. Alas, I have some when you if you come see me mention that you heard the show and we have the most amazing tropical fruit popsicles a dear friend of mine made and they're so good. We have mango popsicles, tamarind popsicles and I will surely share some with you and that'll cool you off and make your visit enjoyable. And so um just remember, mention the radio show. So as I said, um, this time of the year, it's like a jungle-type climate. All the plants are growing like crazy. Um, they just love this hot, humid weather. So it's a very good time to plant. Um, if you go with bushy plants, I mean, they'll quickly fill the voids in your yard. So it's a, a good time to complete um uh, hedges and or or put in new landscaping uh we're getting um the summer rains here and there so um it takes a lot of stress off of um the plants so um and i love i enjoy all types of landscaping but i have to say one of my favorites is a tropical landscaping and you can do a combination of formal and tropical just so it, your yard doesn't look like wild hair. <laughs> it just plants growing out of control everywhere. But, um, there is, uh, I mean, you can definitely do a little planning before you start, um, installing and I can help you quickly. It's what I do. I can help you quickly put a nice, um, design together. And, um, your yard can look gorgeous I can help you create your own paradise so um, there's so much available right now I'm in um, on the west side of Florida midway down in st. Petersburg we're a peninsula on a peninsula um, so everything tends to grow here and it, it grows quickly so um, but there's so many things that you can install this time of the year um, I enjoy a lot of the flowering plants um, such as all the tropical hibiscus and the reds and the yellows and the oranges are all very beautiful but there are also the large blooming hula girls hula lula those are one of my favorite um they're a very small bush um compact but the blooms are huge they're big and yellow and they have a a red center and they are Happy, I will, <laughs> when you, um, actually I have some planted out around my uh, big sign out, the big marquee out front, um, the hula girls, and they're absolutely beautiful. And then we have a, a new one we've been carrying, it's called Fiesta, um, it's also a, a smaller compact grower, but it has multicolors in it, red and pink and and a little yellow and orange is very, very pretty. Um, one of the other flowering uh, plants that I recommend—it's absolutely gorgeous—and you can trim it like a large bush or a small tree. It's the Tibicina grandulosa. It's—it's it's just lovely. The blooms are majestic and royal. They're a royal purple, and they have uh, the plant looks very tropical. And the blooms, or the inflorescence, stands straight upright, and it has multiple large pu- purple flowers around the spike, and they bloom a large portion of the year, and they're they're very very pretty. Um, I'm what I'm doing is I'm giving you a few names of <laughs> the flowering plants that I recommend this time of the year if you want to add color. And splash of color to your landscape. Another one of my favorites, um, and I think it's underused, is the King's Mantle. Uh, the King's Mantle has a very beautiful, um, um, almost like a holly-shaped leaf to it, but it grows very quickly. Can, it can grow in partial shade to full sun. However, in partial shade, the leaves grow a little larger as well as the blooms, and they're so pretty. They make a large um, uh, purple trumpet with a yellow throat. And they're just beautiful. We have them in stock. So, and then there's the alamanda, which has a large yellow flower. They come in vining or shrub type. Uh, there's just so much color you can add this time of the year. Um, when you add color, it, it really screams tropical when you stage it against a green background. Um, The color really stands out well. Also, look for uh, exotic leaf colors. There are so many different types of crotons that you can plant. Um, Some people love crotons. Other people see the same croton over and over and over again. So they're not crazy about them. If you don't know what a croton is, (laughs) there are umpteen varieties. Um, They're very tropical looking uh they really do i guess they put out a, a small bloom spike with an inconspicuous flower and they do uh they do turn to seed but not that often um so they're used mainly for the foliage but they come in all different leaf patterns And they look beautiful in the landscape. uh, There's the petra croton. And there are a ton of varieties. The petra is one of the most common. It has a very large um, almond-shaped leaf. And it comes in an array of colors in the leaf pattern. There's orange and yellow and red and green. Very pretty. And then another very popular one is the mammy croton. Some people call them corkscrew, but the mammy has a a little thicker uh, blade on it, and the new growth comes out green- and yellow, and then it turns to a brilliant red, and they stay a little more compact. But then there, there are just so many. There's stoplight crotons, which turn bright red, and they they grow large, like six to seven feet. Uh, banana crotons have a very large, long yellow leaf with green specks, just like a banana. So I could go on and name all these crazy names, but the crotons look beautiful and lush in any landscapes. And I enjoy using them around the base of tall palms with a little green foliage behind them, such as uh, siloam philodendrons, the big split-leaf self-heading philodendrons. They make a beautiful backdrop. And if you need space taken up, uh, I would plant those as a backdrop, salomes and then run the crotons in front. There are just so many combinations um, you can go with. Um, you can plant entire beds of the same plant or uh, actually, if you use large numbers of one or two plants it's it can be more outstanding than putting in like a conglomeration of plants. Um, the, the plants themselves stand out more and it can make more of it like a, a stronger impression when you have masses of one or two um, different types of plants. And you are listening to Janae with Janae's Tropicals. I'm located at 6831 Central Avenue in St. Petersburg. You can find me at tropicalfruit.com or... Or Facebook at Janae's Tropicals. Or just give me a call or send me an email, but please come in. (laughs) Do I sound like a beggar? Well, it's okay, because I would really, really like you to come in. Um, You are listening to Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTB. And love you guys. So as I was saying, there's so many wonderful combinations um, you can plant this time of the year and everything just seems to thrive with the, the nice, humid, humid <laughs> weather and um, the and the rain. However, I, I must add, um, as far as watering, uh, we can have like days and days of rain and then two weeks of dryness and your plants will look like they're gasping. That's just how it is this time of the year so even though we get lots of rain and you know if we go through a dry spell in between rain you still may need to water uh, once or twice during the the dry season and so and as I was saying earlier you know snap a few photos of your front yard or backyard or patio area and bring it in and I would I would love to help you design your landscape So planting this time of the year, as I was saying, as long as the plants get water, they're just fine. If your soil is real sandy, like so many areas are, just mix in some really good organic soil, black cow, mushroom compost, uh, earthworm castings, it's all good. Just work it in with the existing sand. I have to say, do not put a layer of cow manure in the hole and then put your plant on top of it. The cow manure is very thick and heavy and um, it can also, it may burn, but um, your plants can decline and not do so well. So no matter what you add into the soil, work it in really, really well. That's very important. Another tip, set the plants only as deep as what you see And the pots no deeper if you set your plants too deep and you end up burying some of the trunk or especially if you're planting philodendrons like salomes or xanadus and you set them too low they probably won't make it if anything set them a little high burn them up especially if you're going to mulch so pack them in tightly around the root ball if you have air pockets it's possible that um, parts of the root ball underground can dry out, and then your plants may not do well. So make sure get in there, put your hand down there, and pack it in uh, tightly around the root ball. Fill it in with dirt. And then this time of the year, uh, berming helps to hold the moisture. So when you water, the, if your soil is very dry, it'll help uh, hold the water so it can go right down to the root system. Um, and deep watering is good. Mulching, of course, helps um, immensely. Plus, it breaks down and it helps add nutrients to the soil. And the more nutrients and organic matter, that helps uh, fight against nematodes and other like microscopic uh, soil insects. <laughs> How does that sound? Um, this time of the year, uh, it's, it's good uh, to plant, um, like for a fence line, you could plant giant white birds of paradise, arecas. tuck a few gingers in for color, the big variegated gingers. Generally, I put my larger plants in as a focal point, and then after you figure out where you would like shade and um, a little privacy, then it's easiest to build around it for the lower plant material. So get to work it's a great day to get started um this time of the year it's okay to to um, trim back your azaleas and gardenias um do not prune camellias we're late in the season but so you can do some pruning with all the rain you know you've got to keep up with weeding um Add some more mulch to the garden. There's quite a to-do list. So, and as I said earlier, you may not need to water as much because of all the summer rains. So, fertilizing. Now, that's a big issue this time of the year. So, um, if you missed your June feeding, there are certain things that you can use (laughs) this time of the year. However, did you like that? However. Okay. Pinellas County has a fertilizer ordinance. And hopefully I'll get all this information right. Um, but you can find more on it at www.pinellascounty.org fertilizer. So when, as soon as we hit June 1st till October 1st, Um, Many of the fertilizers that are not in compliance with the Pinellas County law are restricted. Therefore, you cannot buy them. And it's all for a very, very good cause. Um, The local waters are experiencing a decline in water quality due to excess nitrogen and phosphorus. And this prompts concerns about our marine life, the lakes, and the beaches, and it affects the economy. So it's just this big ordeal. It's like it affects so much. And the good thing is fertilizer is a nutrient source that can be controlled with everybody's help. So The use of, I'm trying not to be, like twist my tongue here. The use of fertilizers in Pinellas County is restricted in accordance with the landscape maintenance and fertilizer use and application ordinance. Boy, that was a lot to say. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, um, from October 1st to May 31st of each year, all lawn and landscape fertilizers containing nitrogen must have at least – 50% 50% of the nitrogen as slow release. And by the way, if you have any questions, come in and talk to me, and I'll be glad to go over this. It can be, it can be a little confusing, but I'm used to working with fertilizer. <laughs> so, all right, so from June 1st to September 30th of each year, the sale and use of lawn and landscape fertilizers containing nitrogen or phosphorus is prohibited in Pinellas County. So I know this show covers five or six counties. So this is for Pinellas. Um, And it's very, very, very important. So wherever you go in Pinellas, um, the distributors and nurseries like mine, the chain stores should be following uh, these guidelines. If not, it's a very large fine. So. So what I'm saying is you can use iron and other micronutrients products to green up turf and plants, which work wonderfully. Uh, We carry a a product called Peggy Green, and it just works beautifully. It's high in micronutrients, which a lot of the plants really, really need. So if you look at your, your leaf patterns on your uh, plants, and let's say you see uh, green edges on the leaves and then the veins, all the veins within the leaf look green, but then you have yellow splotches all over the leaf, there's a chance that that's um, an iron deficiency. So, deficiencies show, they show up in patterns on the leaves of your plants, so... um, it's kind of fun diagnosing, so I do my best. I'm far from perfect. But anyway, I can, I can really give you some good guidance. But uh, if you have buckling on your leaves, we'll take uh, citrus leaves and certain other leaves. It could be many things. However, one of the most um, common is it looks like somebody took your leaf and they pulled a thread and your leaf is all buckled. Um, generally, it's a trace element deficiency. Uh, which is easily corrected. You just need some guidance and to know what to use. So then I recommend that you load up your little baggies, go through your yard and pick your leaves and I can um, do my best to help you uh, diagnose some of these problems. But the good thing is, I mean, they're easily, easily corrected. So there you have it. So if you have any questions, don't You know, forget, you can go online to uh, um, www.tonguetwister.pinelliscounty.org backslash fertilizer. There are lots of nice people from the county, and they will give you guidance. And they can, I'm sure, also help you um, diagnose certain issues. And um, that's it. What else can I tell you about the fertilizer program? Okay, well, the good thing is as soon as we hit um, the fall the ban is over with, and we're through the rainy season. So one of the issues is, is if you're fertilizing with the um, the nitrates and the phosphorus during the rainy season, it can wash into the waterways, and we don't want that, especially with all the issues in, um, around the Okeechobee area and so forth, and we do not want issues like that in the Tampa Bay area. So there you have it. Um, This time of the year, you may find other insects in the landscape um, because you want your beautiful tropical landscape to do very well and uh, to survive the heat. And if you keep them nice and happy and healthy, they stand a much better chance of that. Uh, What I have come across, because people do bring me baggies of bugs, (laughs) isn't that wonderful? All I ask for, honey, is just bring me a bag full of fungus, leaves, and insects, and I'll just be happy. How's that for easy maintenance? <laughs> so, um, this time, and, you know, and I'm not one to say run out and spray this and spray that and spray this. There are there are natural methods of taking care of insects. And then we have the ladybugs. Love those ladybugs. And they, they bite. Did you know that? I have been bitten by those little tiny cute things. So if they land on you and you say, oh, they're so cute, they might bite you. And then they fly away. Um, this time of the year, I have seen um, um, cottony cushion scale. They have big white egg sacs, walk through your garden, flip up your leaves and you just may see some of those. They will engulf your copper plants. They can get on crotons. They can get on so many things and they're out there. How do I know? Because I have seen them firsthand, but they are very easy to take care of, to kill them. (laughs) Um, This time of the year, you may see aphids on the new growth, perhaps on new growth of citrus. crotons, hibiscus, uh, they're out there and they can get on many, many things. I generally like to recommend a um, a horticultural oil spray because it smothers. It's, it's very good for spider mites. It's a miticide, insecticide and fungicide. It, it just smothers everything. However, you want to make sure you read the directions. More isn't necessarily better. Um, so Read the directions on how to mix the product, and I will tell you, make sure it's like under 85 degrees out uh, to safely spray, and then spray early in the morning or in the evening because you do not want to uh, damage your plant material. It's very, very effective. And uh, horticultural oil or neem oil, that's another really good one, um, It's a a very good product. And on occasion, I mean, it's good to spray anyway, just to keep everything nice and healthy and keep the fungus down and so forth. Uh, If you find that um, your plants will say, citrus leaves are being attacked and it's not the grasshoppers, which are out there too, and there's not a whole lot you can do about those, but let them eat and run and go eat somewhere else. The uh, citrus trees, I've seen the orange dog caterpillar on them. It turns into the beautiful swallowtail. So you just might want to let those eat and... um Let them enjoy your citrus. Your citrus will recover. Just keep them fertilized and and happy and healthy and make sure that they get sufficient water. Anyway, I could talk and talk and talk and I'm out of time. So you're listening to Janae with Janae's Tropicals. I'm located at 6831 Central Avenue in St. Petersburg. You can find me at at, uh, tropicalfruit.com, Janae's Tropicals on Facebook. You are listening to Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Love you guys. Have a wonderful day.